0: You are listening to The Fantasy Nightcap, a fantasy collective production with your host, Shane. Grab a drink, kick back, and enjoy this show. Welcome in to another episode of Fantasy Nightcap. I'm your host, Shane Barrett. You can find me on Twitter at FFShaneB. And joining me tonight is the VP of content and media f- of The Undroppables, host of the two-on-one fantasy sports show, and host of the under-review YouTube show on The Undroppables YouTube channel. It is the one and only Tommy Mo.
1: Tommy, how you doing tonight, buddy? What's up, Shane? I am doing fantastic. Just finished with uh coaching my son's little league uh coach pitch team and uh had belly full of ramen and I'm I'm pumped. I'm ready to be here to talk football with you tonight. Very nice. Uh what position does your son play? Uh so it's it's they play everything um uh, at this yeah. point he's like six, so it's uh Okay, so they're yeah. still rotating everywhere. Yeah, it's glorified T-ball. You know, we just started pitching to them today in like the third yeah. week. So yeah, he plays a little bit of everything, but the the guy's a little slugger. He, he you know, he's kind of built like me. We're a little bit bigger as Simone dudes, and and I, he yeah. kind of looks like a, a like a little uh, Prince Fielder out there. So he just, oh, uh, I love it. Yeah, he's just thick. He's thick and hits di- hits dingers. So um, yeah, if he was playing a position, I'd probably have him at first base and like third or fourth in the lineup beautiful. I love it.
0: Um it didn't matter how old I was. Uh, they stuck me in right field so the ball wouldn't get hit to me. <laughs> <laughs> um now that did change a little bit when I got older. I occasionally played second or third. Um nice. even pitched pitched a little but uh was not accurate. Um just had hey, a cannon of an arm.
1: <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's little league and none of that shit matters anyway. <laughs> it's all youth yeah. sports and just gave them to love the game and they have a great yeah. time. For real, so <laughs> all right, uh, Tommy. What are you drinking tonight? Oh, I have some fine, high quality H two O. I have I am uh, playing a little bit sober tonight. Uh, I've, I've been on recently, been on a on a big weight loss uh, cut the last like five six months, and so I've, anything I've that is it. beer or liquor is just like very very sparingly. So it, it's mostly yeah. water and tea for me because I'm tired of being fat so
0: <laughs> you and me both man I'm actually on the the same thing but my, I'm on the, the 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 earlier half of that um I mean, really, it's been a long time, but I'm actually focusing on it right now. So, oh yeah, uh, did a little workout today and have nice. mostly been drinking water today. So, Hell yeah! I figured, you know, I'll splurge with a little Michelob Ultra. It's only ninety. There you calories, go. So. There you go. That's <laughs>
1: it. <laughs> yeah, I usually, awesome. you know, I had some ramen earlier, and usually uh, I'm sipping down a Sapporo whenever it's like Japanese food. So that's yeah, that's usually my drink of choice when I'm I'm having some Asian grub. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's strictly water tonight. I hear you.
0: All right, now it is time for round two. Uh, and this will be episode two of this podcast on our NFL Combine review with the one and only Tommy Moe. So Tommy, I-, I know we talked about it last episode. I'm a Notre Dame guy. But this isn't just me being a Notre Dame guy. This is what I've heard from multiple people throughout the industry, even people at the Combine. Kyle Hamilton might be the best prospect in this class. From a... NFL schematic standpoint, where does he
1: fit the best? You think it's a little bit of a cop out, but I think Kyle Hamilton is so good that he may be scheme proof. I think he would contribute. That was to be my answer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think he can contribute to any any team. Any team in the NFL would love to have this guy. um But one thing I saw like him being comped it was like Cam Chancellor, and that put a bug in my ear. Like, oh. Maybe if he went to Seattle, I, I got to look at the draft capital. I don't think he'll actually make it um, there. But if he did go to Seattle, you know they can basically reignite the Legion of Boom there with someone like mm-hmm. Hamilton. He he, this guy can do it all. He he can. He's super rangy, but he's a big hitter. He's super big. Um, and and I have a note here like. If you've been watching college football for a long time, um, and again, Pac-12, uh, USC had a uh safety back in 2010 named Taylor Mays that didn't really do yeah. much for but Taylor Mays was freaking huge and freaking fast. And Kyle Hamilton. I remember like, Taylor Mays. Kyle Hamilton's like everything we wanted Taylor Mays to be, like a better version all around. Uh, cause what Taylor wasn't great at was in coverage, and uh, and Kyle Hamilton's excellent in coverage, uh, but he also hits like a truck. Uh, so yeah, I, I think he, I think he fits everywhere. I mean, I think the Steelers could use a rangy safety like him. Um, I think the Browns, like f- yeah. from
0: what I've heard, anybody that's outside the top five is going to have to trade up for Hamilton. Definitely, yeah. I don't think he's making it out of the top five. And looking at the draft order right now, the Seahawks actually don't have a fr- yeah they yeah. don't have a first round pick they'd have to trade up uh, yeah. because of the uh the jamal adams trade That's so right. they would have been picking I believe 10th yeah yeah so they would have been picking 10th i still don't think he would have made it to them there um yeah. and i've seen yeah. a lot
1: of a lot of different mocks i've seen him kind of uh, you're right early definitely early but like kind of all around i mean i could see him ending, ending up in new york at either the jets or the giants um Atlanta I, any team like really could fit a minute it's just where, where you know what what do you want do you want the best yeah. player possible best uh you know defensive player in the draft I mean the defensive line we're going to talk about are, are also phenomenal but Kyle's like Kyle's that guy Look, Kyle's I'm not Stam- trying to uh,
0: mince my words here Tommy I think he's the best player in the draft period offense he, or defense he, he, he He might be, I
1: mean, it's, it's pretty close in this this class, especially in this class, you know, and, and I, I'm one of those guys that actually likes this class a lot more than anyone else. Um, especially like that, the first, like, you know, 14 to 18 guys, I think you can really get some good value there. The first couple of rounds of your rookie drafts, um. But Kyle, yeah, Kyle stands out. Like, I I don't think he'll be the first pick because that's never happened with the safety, I don't think. But but even, you know, looking at at Lance Zierlein's grades on NFL.com, you know, take those with a grain of salt. But Kyle Hamilton is his top-ranked prospect of this class. Like, over Aiden Hutchinson, Evan Neal, Thibodeau, everybody. He's the number one guy. Uh, And and to be fair, at a 6'8", and in his grades, like... That's not Hall of Fame level, granted, right? You know, so like he's really, really good um, or he has a potential to be really good, but I guess that's where this class isn't, you know, phenomenal where you know, like there's a, maybe there's a future Hall of Famer here. Maybe, I don't know in this class, but um, Kyle Hampton definitely stands out and, and amongst the DBs especially, uh, he's mm-hmm. clearly the best one.
0: Yeah. Okay. This question is... I don't. I don't even know. If, I don't know if it's difficult, but the evaluation <laughs> of these two, for me so far has been, I mean they're they're neck and neck. I yeah. feel like one day one's on on top in mock drafts, one day the the others on top. So Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau, who are you taking first in your IDP drafts and why?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good. That that's that's a tough one, and I'm glad I'm only doing it from a fantasy standpoint, like if I had to yeah. pick between these two guys for an NFL team, I would not want to get it wrong. Or I'd just be hoping they're both smash, uh, uh players. Cause yeah, it, it's tough. Um, because I don't think either one is like a Bosa brother, you know, I don't think either yeah. of them are miles Garrett, you know, I, I, I think they're good. I think Aiden Hutchinson's a freak of nature as far as how freaking big he is. Um, and, and moves like so smooth for how big he is. Um, but I guess like, I, I I've liked on Thibodeau longer. Um, again, you watch the teams you watch, you know, and, and kind of home yeah. to them. I'm a Pac-12 guy, so like I, you know, I'm in Southern California, so I see all those games, you know. So I've I've liked Thibodeau longer. Um, I, I don't I don't think he's a finished product though, but I think he could turn into a massive star. He has that kind of upside. Um, but that being said, you know Hutchinson is, is huge, and he looks like the real deal. Uh, I mentioned it; he, he's not as polished as as the Bosa brothers, but um, he kind of reminds me of Chase Winovich, actually, coming out of Michigan. Like that same, okay. like obviously a lot bigger, but that same kind of like this guy like will get after it, you know. And and, and he's uh, he's gritty, um, but he has all the traits you want in an NFL edge rusher. So I'd probably say Hutchinson. I mean, that's probably the better pick at this point just because Kayvon didn't finish the season like as amazingly as he had the rest of the year. Um but but to your answer, the real answer to your question, uh who am I picking first? It's Nakobe Dean. It's a it's a linebacker. Okay. I I'm uh I don't care the format of IDP I own almost only <laughs> select linebackers. Uh I I that's if it's you know if you're getting uh, points for tackles or sacks, uh, I want a linebacker to do it. I I, okay. I don't play in a lot of IDP leagues, so I, and also don't play in full IDP where you have the entire gamut of the entire defense. Yeah. I'm not that hardcore into IDP. I play defense in college, so I love defense. But for if fantasy, you want
0: to get in a league? Yeah, I've got a free one. Hmm. It's only IDP.
1: Oh. Yeah. Okay, I might do that because it's free. Okay, and I might we'll talk after there. the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me a, you know what? Get me in there. Let's just do it. Okay. I, I haven't done it and <laughs> I need to do it. Any league that I haven't tried, I want to try. I, I've tried most of them, uh, but I haven't done one. Yeah. Where it's either only IDP or full team IDP. Um all, Any of the IDP guys I've talked to, I'm like, that's the way to go. And so, uh, yeah, I'm down. Let's let's sign me up. Let's get in there, especially because right, it's it. free. Um, but but I'm I'm a linebacker guy. That that's my thing. Yeah. I, I I'm always gonna any IDP league I've ever played in, um, has been linebacker. I got Michael Parsons in the third round of a rookie draft last year. So it's like, yeah, jealous. Man, <laughs> lucky for me, I think they all forgot it was IDP. Um, but you know that's that's where I'm at. I I, I like these defenders. These are these defense alignment. These edge rushers. I was a defense alignment, so um. I, I have a lot of love for those guys, but uh at the same time, just give me uh just, just give me a linebacker or another guy, real quick, uh George Karloftis from Purdue. I really like him a yeah. lot. Yeah. I <clears> think <throat> get him later. Actually, too. uh
0: that's one guy that in in Brown's Twitter, they've talked a lot about Karloftis actually at uh pick 13. Um yeah. reminds me of uh, Trey Hendrickson. Uh yeah. Ooh, oh, don't don't tell me that. Um, <laughs> just because I like I really have liked. What Trey Hendrickson has done this year from having him in a couple IDP leagues. He's um, awesome. So, yeah, don't, please don't tell me that and get my hopes <laughs> that high. Um, cause that, that's a scary duo of him and, uh, and Garrett. So, um, okay. My answer is Thibodeau between the two. I yeah. like your, I, I like your, your caveat though, like take a linebacker. Um, <laughs> and that's actually going to be our next question, but I'm going Thibodeau, um, I think the freak athleticism is there more with Thibodeau. Yes. And to me, that's going to help him more on the D line and getting those sacks and IDP than Hutchison just being like super, super huge. Yes. Um,
1: and so maybe that's where re- he's more like the Bosa brothers, right? Like, yeah. They're great in real life, but, you know, like IDP, they're not necessarily fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um, so here's my question for you though, because you are a PAC 12 guy and this has been something that's brought up. I saw a tweet on it today where it was like, why is this an issue? Talk to me about Thibodeau's motor. Um, and what do you, what you see on, on tape or what you've heard even from, from PAC 12 analysts about his motor and his love and want to play for, play the game.
1: So to help answer that question, um, I saw this this morning on Twitter and I wanted to keep it for this, for this pod. Um, but it was from recruiting analytics. I think it's Corey Yates uh, that runs that pod or that runs that website over there, uh, which I think is fantastic by the way, because he uh, tracks a lot of things that we don't normally track with analytics. So that's a lot of next gen stats kind of a thing. Um, but with Thibodeau, what what he scored high. So what they were measuring was the intangibles, right? Intangelytics, he calls it. And, what tibos scored high on is positivity, leadership and empathy but what he didn't score as high on and stuff that kind of matters it like you're talking about uh is in grit and self-discipline and and being and adaptability like those were some of his lowest scores so i think uh you know you talk about the motor um it, it might come from it, it might come from these other intangible factors, I think then purely he doesn't have the juice to keep it going. And is not like in shape or physically fit enough to do it? I just think that when the going gets tough or you need to be adaptable or you like, you're, you're not, it's not going well in a game and you need to like step up and do something and, and really show be a leader by example and get the team going. I think that's where, he tends to lack. And I think that's where it kind of comes through in not having as high of a motor is because of all those intangibles that he lacks, the lack of grit, the lack of uh, adaptability and, and stuff like that. I, I don't think, um, I, I think that's where Hutchinson maybe gets the edge is that he gotcha. dials it in and, and and is a leader on the field. And I think those are the question marks with Thibodeau, you know, is, is like where where's that lack of motor that we're seeing coming from, you know? And I, and I think it's some of those intangible things. So you
0: said empathy, positivity, and leadership were the three that he exceeded in
1: correct. Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. So full transparency for those listening to you, I was running to get another beer and go take a piss (laughs) while Tommy was talking about that. But as soon as he said that, and I heard it, the one thing that I, that, and this is probably a horrible analogy or whatever the hell you want to call it. (laughs) Um, But the one thing that that made me think of was almost like um, (laughs) a a mama bear. Okay. Mm. Where he's going, it's almost like he's going to be one of those quiet leaders. I feel like yes, where he'll exceed on the field. um, He'll be a good leader in the locker room is what it sounds like. And he will be, he'll build up his teammates. But the, the mama bear factor of that is like the leadership and the, the positivity and the empathy part really is like if you go after one of his teammates or one of his dogs. You're getting the full cave on Thibodeau then. Oh, yeah. That's what I want to see kind of turned on. And that's what like when I go do more film study, like I want to watch and look for that. Um, it, it's kind of how I operate, like if like I, I play pickup basketball a lot and have for years and like we'll get chippy in games and whatnot. But then like if a stranger comes in and you come at like, yeah, like you try and pick a fight with somebody being new and you're picking a fight with someone who I've been playing with for years and years and years. That's my family. You're going after. Yep. You, totally. You Don't mess with that. Yeah. And I, from what you described Thibodeau, that was what I heard. Um, with kind of like that, like I said, that mama bear bulldog mentality of like, I- I'm going to be quiet and, and laid back and m- maybe not as seem as motivated. But if you go after my guys, I- I'm, I'm killing you.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Totally. And, and maybe not as much of like an X's and O's or like, we got to rally around this. And like, you know, like I, 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 I could see he's, uh, <laughs> and you'll know, take, take these intangibles with a grain of salt, but it, it seems like, you know, a little bit more emotional, um, trying to stay positive, trying to like get the team going from a yeah. leadership and, and the, the personal standpoint, like you're talking about, but I think, yeah, uh, where he gets the hits, uh, on the negatives is like, you know, maybe when things aren't going great, you know, it gets a little frustrated. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, totally. Okay, so uh, next question: um, Which linebacker do you think gets drafted first in the NFL draft?
1: Yeah, and I kind of uh, hinted at earlier, uh, Nakobe Dean from Georgia. Uh, I just think That's best linebacker, best linebacker on the best defense in college football uh, fits that new NFL prototype of you know a little bit smaller but a lot faster. You know, it's 5'11", 230, so a you, you know, guy has a great motor, can run around the field all over the place. Um, I think he racked up, was it like 70-something? You know, so it wasn't – was not a lot of production. I think it was like 70-something total tackles. Not a ton of production, but again, like with all the talent around him, like when his front line is all running for – you know, faster than Kyron Williams. Like, dude. <laughs>
0: dude.
1: Ridiculously fast.
0: Their entire defense, I think, ran faster – than a 4-7. Yeah, yeah. Including it, their 341-pound yeah. <laughs> defensive tackle, Jordan Davis. Like, Amazing. Th- they were the best defense in college football this year. Amazing. If you watched any game, you saw it. I had to see it a lot more being in the Southeast. Um, <laughs> and and watching them beat Auburn and then play BAM and beat them finally. Um, but it's just like that entire defense was just big and fast and mean. Yep. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, Nicobe Dean. So it's like, you know, when you're looking at like the the Heisman Trophy winner, you know, like best player on the best team, you know, so it's like best defender on the best defense. And, and so that's why, uh, you know, he gets the nod. But I think like all the linebackers are actually coming out this year too for Georgia. And like, I think I saw three of them um, all were testing at the combine and all had some pretty high grades, like top 10. So, I mean, this could be like, yeah, I, I think the USC of, of three linebackers all coming out. I'm trying to think. I know there's other people, uh, schools that did it, but um, there's just talent all over the I think place. Penn State's
0: uh, had a year where they had three linebackers come out yeah. too. I know for a while they were considered linebacker
1: U. Right, right. So Georgia, like, is just pumping out defense. You know, if you're if you play on defense in Georgia, you're you're almost guaranteed D one or, or first round, or you know, definitely going to the NFL. Yeah. Um.
0: Okay, so any chance
1: do you see I have a different answer I'll... for this next one if like who okay, I think is actually <laughs> right. Okay, that that'll work then. So, so so I think yeah, I think the Kobe goes first uh for the NFL. So who's gonna be the best for fantasy? But I think the best for fantasy may be Devin Lloyd from Utah. Um okay. I think and the reason why is because he can line up on the outside and he can get sacks. Uh and you know, he's just he's an outside linebacker, so he can do multiple things. Um, he's I think he's really huge too. I um, what's his what's his stats real quick? Um okay, Toby Dean. Where'd I had it? Devin Lloyd, right? That's all right. Yeah. Um like, put all the stuff up, and now it's like I have like a thousand tabs open up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's like 6'3, 237. Uh, he ran a 4'6'6, six, six, so it's fast enough. You know, he's not a burner, but he has really good size. Um, uh, but his production was insane. I think he had over, yeah, he had like a hundred and no, that's that's George Pickens. He had like over a hundred, like 111 tackles this past year. Um, so you know a highly productive guy um, on you know another Pac-12 team, and so um, you know take it what it is. It's not the SEC, so you know it's not these bunch of huge guys but uh, still putting up that you know those kind of numbers and he did it twice like his sophomore year he put up he got 91 total tackles <clears throat> was hurt uh part of last or 2020 and then 2021 came back with 111 total tackles so the guy has a ton of production uh 15 and a half sacks over his three-year career um even got four interceptions last year two for a touchdown like Super productive guy, uh, very big, um, and you know, and kind of has all those, again, checking boxes um, may not necessarily be a super high draft pick. Um, but at the same time, like if you have that kind of skill set, you're versatile. I think you can do a lot for fantasy and you're not going to get picked super high uh, like N'Kobe Dean or Kyle Hamilton, you know, so you can get this guy a little yeah. later.
0: Yeah, so I actually stuck with N'Kobe Dean, but I'm glad you brought up Lloyd because I was like, I know there's some other linebackers in this class that I think could be decent. The reason I picked Dean, you actually mentioned when talking about him being the first uh, linebacker in the draft, is I think with the, like like you said, he was 5'11", 230, and then um, do you know what he ran for his 40?
1: Uh, Dean or Lloyd? Yeah. Dean, Uh, yeah, I do have it, or I did have it. Kobe Dean, right here. Not for me. And of course, it's taking a while. Uh, Oh my gosh, is it not there? Did he not test? Maybe he didn't. He didn't test. None of his. There's not even a uh, like a box here with like. X is you know like it's not even there so yeah yeah so it's all okay but he's being comped to Devin bush and i loved his tape so that's pretty good for me yeah
0: <laughs> so i the speed obviously we talked about the whole damn defense ran faster than four seven so he's probably in there somewhere um i think with his size and his speed he's gonna be able to maybe kind of play that like um hybrid safety role that we've seen in the NFL, like kind of like you talked about, like he's going to be versatile and can be moved around the field. I could see him being like an Isaiah Simmons almost, or um, it Jeremy Chen's another guy that comes to Mm -hmm. mind that I think is technically that dual role uh, on, on sleeper. And I think that gives him a lot of versatility to just rack up points. Yeah. So that's why I went with Dean for that pick.
1: Yeah, totally. You know, and I think of a lot of these guys, um, we talked about a little bit, but it's, it's a landing spot too, you know, where they Mm were, where where they fit, uh, where they're getting the opportunity. Um, and, and yeah, like Dean has, he has all the tools. Um, I, I, and I actually didn't realize he didn't test. So that it will be interesting to see, uh, if he puts up some of those numbers at his pro day.
0: Yeah. Um, real quick, any sleeper linebacker, any linebacker that we haven't talked about that you're like in
1: love with and want to take. Um, to be honest, no, (laughs) it's not, uh, you know, we we don't get a a lot of linebackers each year anyway, but, um, this class isn't necessarily filled with a bunch of them. Uh, what was the other guy from Georgia? It was like Quay something, Quay Walker. Um, I don't know, has some yeah, potential Curry there. Walker. You know, ran a 4.52, um, so he has some speed. He's also 6.4, 240, so a huge guy. But it, it's, you know, honestly, after Lloyd, uh, even looking at some pre, um, pre-draft pre grades, like, it, it kind of falls off. There, there's not a whole lot of guys. Um, and, and so if, if you're, yeah, if you're in an IDP league, I, I'd really try to focus on those top guys and then maybe punt to, to 2023 if you can. I'm actually going to give you two names
0: two names here that i i like um and one of them dude is he just wreaked havoc in the iron bowl it's christian harris mm. uh linebacker at alabama ran a 4 um and that doesn't surprise me at all the dude is like a freaking heat seeking missile um i think with the coaching the the speed The coaching that he's previously received at Alabama, the speed, his tenacity to just find the ball and knock the hell out of whoever is carrying it. Yeah. I like Christian Harris as maybe a a sleeper pick, um, depending on draft capital. And then um, I'm going to shout out Damian Parsons again. Leo Chanel out of Wisconsin ran four, five, three. Um, I like him. I don't know enough about him and where he's projected to go. But him running a 4-5-3, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So those are my two.
1: Yeah, I like those names. Um, it, it's it's a it's there's a lot of linebackers. Uh, uh, you know, I'm looking at the list that showed up to the combine. There's like, I don't know, like 30 of them. But um, you know, it's like the running backs. Like there's a, there's like 50 running yeah. backs in this class. But like, how many are actually going to be good? And that's the hard exactly part of finding those guys. Totally
0: totally totally all right last question here uh defensive backs showed out with their 40 times oh, excuse me um one ran in the uh top three I think all time um and that was Kalon Barnes out of Baylor ran a four two three are there any sleeper DBs? that you want or targeting in fantasy.
1: Yeah. um, You know, the guys that I like, uh, especially because of like the linebacker thing, um, I I like safeties more than corners in, in IDP leagues. Uh, I think there's actually some fantastic corners, um, but I don't think many of them are, uh, there's not a whole lot that are sleepers. I guess, I guess like the top four, three to four guys at corner, I think are really, really good sauce Gardner, Trent McDuffie, Derek Stingley. I think they're all really, really good players. Um, uh, but the guys that I to leave off my boy, Roger McCreary, of course I got to leave. some. <laughs> I got to piss you off. Somehow. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but guys, I, I kind of like, uh, you know, their, their stats, their size, their grades a little bit, uh, Brian cook from Cincinnati, um, six, one, two, a six good size, but I like that, you know, him and sauce Gardner, were kind of locking down the secondary for Cincinnati all year. Um, and he has some potential. Uh, he he can line up. Uh, he can play in the box and line up uh, and match up on tight ends and, and guard tight ends too. Um, so I like his versatility. Uh, that he, you know, even though he's not huge, uh, he has no problem stepping into the box uh, and playing that kind of role. Uh, another guy I like uh, from Michigan was uh, Dax Hill. Uh, he ran a 4.3840. Yeah. And, and, you know, he can play nickel corner. So again, it's like that versatility. Uh, Can he get into the box? Again, for IDP, I want guys that are going to be playing in the box a little bit more so they can get a lot more tackles, have opportunities uh, to to blitz, you know, safety blitzes and get some sacks um, and just mix it up a little bit more than your typical deep safeties or corners. so yeah, uh, Dax Hill, uh, six foot one ninety one, uh, ran a four three eight forty. So he has good size, really good speed, um, and what did I? Yeah, the, the, his his versatility. You know, in, in coverage, he's he's really good. He's really rangy. Uh, equally as good in in man and in zone and and playing the nickel. You know, I think that gives him the ability to get on the field early um, in his career, and and that you know it's all about opportunities. Uh, you know, for fantasy points.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the two guys that I've got down, I I, purely picked them because of their speed. Uh, Kalon Barnes ran a 4-2-3. Like I said, I think that's top three ever at the Crazy. Combine. Um, according to ESPN, I don't know if they've updated this since the uh, the Combine, but he's six foot 186. That's decent size. He's a senior. So with that speed, he's going to be able to cover anybody in the league. Um with the one exception probably being Tyreek Hill, because I don't know if anyone can truly cover him step for step. Um, But, oh, man, like just having that speed, I think will allow him to make up for any mistakes that he makes. So maybe rack up some tackles at the cornerback position, but also be able to beat the guy um, on the other side of the ball to get interceptions. And that's where I want to talk about this other guy, Tarek Woolen out of UTSA. Yeah. He's six foot four. Two oh five, if I remember correctly from our pre-show discussion. And of course now it's being slow. Um <laughs> yeah, six foot four, two oh five, thirty-three and five eighths inch arms, nine and 8 inch hands. Ran a
1: four two six forty. The the athleticism with these guys is ridiculous. Yeah. So,
0: the reason that I have him as a sleeper, even though he's a corner, is because I think if your league prioritizes interceptions, Mm -hmm. the size and speed of this guy is going to end up racking up a lot of interceptions. If, like, he's got to get on the field, obviously. But if he does, the size and speed is freakish. Like, it's not like we don't see that that often, I don't feel like, Mm -hmm. especially on the defensive side of the ball. So I like Tariq will, and I think he's a huge riser because of his combined performance. And if he can get on the field, I think he's got the potential to get interceptions.
1: And if your league prioritizes
0: that from an IDP standpoint, you probably should draft Tariq will.
1: Totally. Yeah. That's, that's, a, and, and you mentioned it too, like trying to cover Tariq Cohen or sorry, <laughs> trying to cover Tyreek Hill, <laughs> my bad, uh, Tyreek Hill. Like it's, you you're going to need speed that's that's the only thing that you you know and, and he's still going to find a way to win but yeah at least you're going to have an opportunity to catch up and keep up with him you know and so yeah that's that's huge in the league uh one guy i got as as a later uh uh maybe a later uh, quarterback is kyler gordon from washington um okay. i i i like again, Pac-12 guy, so I'm probably a little bit biased there, uh, but he has good size, just under six foot, ran a 4.52, not blazing fast, uh, but he's he's more of a technician guy. Um, he, he's great uh, in press or off-man and zone coverage, so he kind of can do it all. Um, he, he's a guy I like for the NFL, maybe not as much for fantasy, again, because of you have to play like you said in a league that's prioritizing interceptions and stuff like that. Uh, but it is one name, I, I do like, and I and I lied, I do have someone that is maybe a little bit of a sleeper for for the linebacker position. I just realized it as I was looking through my tabs. But uh, Dem- uh, da- Damon Clark from LSU. Uh, yeah. six, six two and a half, 240 So I love that size. Um, I, I know I talked about you know the prototypical a little bit, sl- a little bit smaller, a little bit faster. But I actually really like six two and a half, two forty. I think that's solid. Four five seven forty. I think that's solid. You know, like. Again, we saw these guys run four, two, four, three. So like thinking that's like the norm, but like, no, like four five is a good speed for yeah. a player, especially a uh, a defensive player, uh, yeah. 36 and a half uh, vertical, you know, so he had really good testing um, and then he plays really well, super athletic uh, and, and yeah, probably someone that you can get um, in, in your later rounds of rookie drafts and um, could be a guy that, you know, is, it's a little bit of a dart throw, but again, he played at LSU. So, you know, at least he can play with the big boys. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well,
0: that wraps up this episode of Fantasy Nightcap. Tommy, before we go, tell people where they can find you on Twitter, and if you got anything in particular you want to plug, have at it.
1: Yeah, thanks, Shane. Uh again. Thanks for having me on. Uh yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Uh that's where I'm mostly at at two on one FFB. Uh same as Instagram. Uh and then I'm not doing a whole lot on TikTok right now, but definitely, you know, when the season kicks up, uh make sure you're following me there because I'm hitting Follow him on TikTok. It's <laughs> worth it. Hitting- all the weekly, wai- weekly waivers and we'll probably have some new fun content for next season. But yeah, that's where you can find me all on social, uh, make sure you check out the undroppables, uh, everywhere, the uh, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, subscribe to our channel. We're putting out a bunch of new content on there, trying to get more stuff going. Um, and then, you know, all of our rankings, uh, articles, uh, all can be found at the You know, because it's, I haven't really announced it yet, and I don't really do announcement of announcements on Twitter and stuff like that. But Shane, just letting you know, I got another Breaking Bread episode, Uh, my new written article series. uh, I got another. Uh, Lunch coming up here in a couple of days. Uh, I won't say who the guest is, but it's another big one in the industry. Uh, I'll just say uh, NFL.com. Let's just put it that way. Um, Oh, wow. (laughs) But yeah, we got some great stuff going on with some really good people that we're trying to connect with here in the Southern California area. Go have lunch, talk about football and food. Uh, and just kind of show you around LA a little bit, but yeah, that's, that's kind of like the biggest stuff we got going on. We're all working our asses off right now on the rookie draft guide for 2022. Uh, combining film uh, and analytics grade and Jax Falcone's own uh, anatomy of a dynasty, running back, wide receiver, quarterback, the whole thing, um, to put it all together to give you a great undroppable score for these prospects. So that's what the team is hard at work at right now, trying to get that out right after the draft. Um, But, yeah, that's that's about it. We're we're just hustling over here at the Undroppables, trying to bring all the great content uh, to all you listeners, readers, and, you know, any any way you can digest it we'll give it to you
0: awesome i love that and uh i think i've seen Jax is a, a typically a year-by-year thread of his mm-hmm. anatomy of a dynasty running back right
1: yep yeah does He, he do looks all at, positions he does all positions yeah looks at them okay. every year um adds new guys into uh to his uh data set and you know takes a look at what made them successful uh, but at this point it's been three years now so it's really cool to see You know, how that's really evolved over time and and seeing those correlation of that data. Uh, But yeah, we're going to put it all together in that rookie guide. So it'll be uh, all of our own information, uh, you know, for each of these prospects.
0: Sweet, sweet. Yeah, you guys will have to check that out. Um, Tommy, thanks again for coming on. This was an absolute blast. Guys, make sure you follow Tommy. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at FFShaneB, at Fantasy Nightcap and at FF underscore collective, that is K-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V. Make sure you guys sign up for Polly's Playoff, a tournament to end Alzheimer's. If you want to know more about it, the pinned tweet, or my pinned tweet on my account, FFShaneB, has the link to the rules and the link to registration. So check it out, sign up. It's just a $10 donation. goes straight to the Alzheimer's Association um, to help fight that horrible disease. And this is the Fantasy Nightcap, where we serve you fantasy advice. Straight, no chasing. Cheers.